Hello, people. How you doing today? Uh, this is Tim Hauser, and this is Veteran Central. We're having a little technical difficulties, but it looks as though we do have one of our guests on, but our other guest will be joining us here shortly. Uh, so let me kind of cue things up here real quick, and we'll get a move on here. All right, let's see. All right, so let's go ahead and get this uh, party started, and uh, we'll be right back with you. All right, my fellow veterans. Yes, I am Tim Hauser. I am known as the Golf War Advocate. Some of you already know that. But uh, today is a very special show. We are hopefully going to be discussing the Desert Storm Memorial that is currently under construction and the upcoming Memorial Day Parade in Washington, D.C. that's happening this Monday. And there's going to be a huge desert storm presence in this parade. So hopefully we can get uh, our main guest on. I see that we might have Jill Etter, who's been uh, taking care of all the plans and everything uh, needed for the parade and getting all of us uh, situated. So hopefully she can hear me. And, uh, and if she does, she can say hi to everybody. If not, then we will continue on, and hopefully uh, Scott can come on here in a little bit. He's having some technical difficulties. He is the CEO and president of the National Desert Storm Memorial Association, so he's definitely the individual we want to listen to uh, talk about the memorial. So we're going to give him a few minutes here. Uh see if he can uh, get on and uh in the meantime we'll just kind of chat and go about our business here and uh those of you who tuned in last week you heard me say that you had until the end of the month to be able to go back two years and claim travel pay for your VA appointments. Um, that's true. If you are 30% service connected or more, you do qualify for travel pay through the VA. So if you haven't filed any claims at all in the last two years, you have until the end of the month to do so. At the end of the month, it goes back to only being allowed to go back 30 days. So you definitely want to get into the VA, get into the records uh, department. They will print you off all the appointments you had in the last two years. And then you go down to travel pay, 
and they will print you off as many forms as you need. And then you just go home, fill them out. The forms are very easy to fill out. Very easy. Um, it took me, oh, maybe two hours. And I must have had 300 some odd claim forms. Each appointment has, not each appointment, each day that you had an appointment has to have its separate uh, claim form. So if you had, let's say, 10 appointments on June 6th of 2021, you only need one form for that day. So there you will go over the rules on which appointments you cannot claim, which appointments you can. You can claim almost all of them, but some of them you cannot claim both uh, to and from. You can only claim two. Like I think emergency rooms, you can only claim to the VA. You can't claim going home. Um, of course, you can't claim the ones that you canceled. If the VA canceled the appointment, you can claim that if you went in. So let's get those claims in, people. That's some good money. Let, matter of fact, let me bring up how much the VA pays for travel pay right now. Let's see here. It looks like it is almost 45 cents a mile. So, hey, that's some pretty, pretty good money that some of you can be uh, making. So, remember, you have until the end of the month to go to be able to go back two years to claim travel pay for all those appointments. So, let's get that done. Um, now, as I am sitting here waiting for Scott to come on, this podcast used to be called The Golf War Advocate, but we are now called Veteran Central. And here's the reason why. People thought I was only going to talk about Desert Storm issues. But no, we talk about anything that affects veterans and their families. Doesn't matter what war, if you were even in a war. Any issue that affects veterans and their families, we're going to discuss. All right. And we also are now um, presented by Veterans Assurance Network, which is a new nonprofit based in Twinsburg, Ohio. And, uh, what they do is they help you, the veteran, and your family members find all the benefits and aid that you are eligible for. If you don't know who to go to to turn to for certain type of uh, issues, give these folks a call, and uh, they can help you find what you need. Now, it looks like we might have Scott. So let me check to see here. All right, Scott, can you hear me? All right. I think he's still having some problems. All right. 
All right. Well, he can hear us, but we can't hear him. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask him a question, then I'm going to type his answers into the chat and post it up onto the screen for you all. Okay. So, so let's get started here. All right. And let me put his picture back up here. All right. And like I said, Scott is the CEO and president of the National Dor uh, Desert Storm Memorial Association. So he's definitely got all the goods on the memorial. And I'm actually extremely excited about this. This is giving us uh, acknowledgement that our war was important. Because you got to admit, after all the ticker tape parades and all the celebrations when we came back home, people forgot about us. Hell, they even tried to keep us out of the PACT Act. But uh, due to the efforts of Scott Stump and many others, hey, we're finally getting our memorial. So let's let's start with the questioning here. All right, Scott. First, welcome to the show, Scott. And we're, we're going to get through this. And uh, the first question... I have for you is who and when was it decided that there should be a desert storm memorial? All right. All right. All right. Scott said he came up with the idea in. Uh, November of 2010. And how did you come up with the idea? And here comes his answer. All 
All right, and he felt that DS was being regulated to a small footnote in history. And our fallen were being ignored even during VFW and American Legion ceremonies. That, that is a very good point there, Scott, because we were. All right, and erroneously being referred to as the 100-hour wall. You know, the war was short. It was. But that's because we bust, busted our asses and we got the job done. All right, and 43-day air war, which enabled the 100-hour ground war phase. All right, and uh, who designed the memorial? And then to finish up, from the first question here. All right, Desert Storm was conducted as near to perfection as you can get. First, all volunteer force, and that is correct. That, that yes. First time. All of us just said, raised our hands, says, yeah, we'll go. So then he also stated uh, on the second question on who designed the memorial, he said it was a collaboration. And uh, and how was it decided upon uh, what the design should be? And then. And CSO Architects in, in Indy and Olin Studios in Philadelphia, Skip Grafholm. That name sounds very familiar to me. But uh, I guess he looks like he was the lead designer. All right. And let's bring up. Rest of this here. All right, and veteran input and key elements necessary to tell the complete story. 
and design efforts still being tweaked in the final fa uh, phase. All right. And uh, where's the location of the memorial going to be? I think what I'm going to do is just have Scott tell me when he's done answering the question before I move on to the next one so we don't get confused here. So, and he says it's a 24-step process, and that's still ongoing, like he said, and being tweaked in the final uh, phase here. And... and here is where... The memorial is going to be which is 23rd in Constitution right beside the Lincoln Memorial And it's near the Vietnam uh, Memorial, which is, yeah, that's actually quite close to um, not only the Lincoln Memorial, but the, the Korean, Korean War Memorial as well. And it is less than 300 meters from the Lincoln Memorial. He says that the address for the memorial itself is 2300 Constitution Avenue Northwest. And not to take away from our discussion on the Desert Storm Memorial, but folks, if you ever get to see the Korean War Memorial at night, bring tissues. And Scott, how was the site uh, decided on? just stated that the National Park Service estimates between four and five million annual visitors. That's a lot of people. All right, and I just put a picture of an uh, artist sketch of what the memorial is going to look like. And then on the question, uh, 
how it was decided where the site was going to be. Scott said, we identified it after an exhaustive search. We wanted to have a site that was highly visible and was accessible to people walking. And hey, they got it. They got they got the site they wanted. And I'm just going to throw in my two cents worth here. From articles that I've been reading over the last few years, some of the original sites that were chosen, people... It was not. It was not very friendly to anybody. Um, as and as I post up what he says, I'm add in here to one of the sites was going to be right next to the Potomac River, right next to an extremely busy highway, away from all the other memorials. Another article stated that it was going to be on the other side of town where there were no, no other attractions at all. And Scott said it took 39 months, and it was supposed to only take 18 months. And some of the powers to be had the opinion that war was not important enough to be in this location. You know to be the very first 100% volunteered forces. And that war, and our war, Desert Storm, wasn't important enough to have a more, the memorial with all the other wars. Let me re let let me state that one more time for you desert Sto storm folks out there. The higher ups said that our war was not important enough to have a memorial, especially where it's going to be at. That 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 pisses me off a lot. I hope it pisses everybody else off, too. But through the actions of Scott Stump and, and the Desert Storm Memorial Association, it's where it's supposed to be now, along with all the other memorials. And, Scott, when was the uh, site dedication held? Oh, well, before we move on to that, this here, very important what he just said. Now, with this location, we cannot be ignored, even if they wanted to ignore us. That's right. People, they tried to ignore us on where this memorial should be. They tried to ignore us with the PACT Act. 
Desert Storm veterans are not going to be ignored anymore. So let me go ahead and bring up his answer to when the dedication was. All right. Site dedication was in February of 2019. Groundbreaking ceremony was last July of 2022. And I saw the small little news article on that. I wish it had gotten more press when it did than it did. But a it did get some and uh so the construction start at uh the same day that the groundbreaking ceremony or did construction start a little bit later than that All right, we are looking to commence construction before the end of the year. With the completion date of spring of 2025. I, for one, plan on being there in 2025 when it opens up. All right. And, and final dedication ceremony. I definitely plan on being there for that dedication ceremony. I hope I hope all you Desert Storm veterans can make it to that. I think it'll show the higher up the so-called higher ups who they're messing with. So hopefully everybody can uh, make it to that. Um now one thing I was extremely excited about. I know Jill Edder who, who's doing the whole organization for the parade for us who's doing a fantastic job sent us all all of us who are going to be in the parade a video of part of construction of part of the memorial and it's the two raptors the eagle and the falcon so scott how was it decided to have one of my favorite uh artist Robert Eccleston uh, create the Raptors. 
All right. Rob Eccleston was hired due to his extremely detailed and stunning bronze sculpture work. The eagle and falcon convey strong symbolism. He is undoubtedly one of the best in this country, and he's also an Army veteran. Consummate professional. That's true. I've seen a lot of his work, and the, the, the man's outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Now, when I post this episode to YouTube later on tonight, I'm going to post a link to the website. Scott just said, folks may go to our website for up-to-date imagery. And I believe there's also the video of that of Robert Eccleston actually working on the Eagle and the Falcon. And the the video is absolutely outstanding. It it not only captures how iconic these raptors are going to be, but the the Absolute professionalism of Robert Eccleston is as well. The the man's at, at artwork's absolutely outstanding, and not only am I proud that his work is going to be on this memorial, but he's also an Army veteran. So I this this section it, it's very touching to me because I, I've studied the man's artwork for quite a while. And the man, the man, the man's absolutely fantastic. So now, and and Todd said, uh, "Yes, his studio is out in Loveland, Colorado. The Raptors are going to be stunning and extremely large, seven and a half feet by nine and a half feet." Yeah, that's that's a good size. So like I said, we're going to post a link in the description when I post this on the YouTube later and check out that video. Now, one thing That whenever there's a project like this, I always think that there is a goal behind it. So, Scott, what, what is the goal behind the memorial?
All right. Scott said the goal is to honor, remember, and commemorate all who served and died during Desert Shield and Desert Storm. All right, and the coalition effort, which was unprecedented. And that's absolutely true. There's never been a group of nations aimed at one goal, such as what we had in, in Desert Storm. And over 600,000 deployed and all willing to die if necessary. Just remember, we all volunteered. There, nobody was drafted. Nobody was forced to go. We all, we all raised our hands and said, yes, this is what I'll do. And there were over 600,000 of us there. And the coalition forces were 30-plus countries from five different continents. And yes, you're absolutely right, Scott. That is extremely remarkable. Now, Scott, I know this has been your idea from the beginning. So what does it mean to you to not only be on the board for the memorial, to actually see it coming to fruitation? This guy says it's gratifying to know that a nobody like himself could execute on an idea, have many talented people join the team, and make it happen. Oh, I know that feeling. It's a good feeling, too. And I hope 
at least a good majority of Desert Storm veterans and their families appreciate your efforts here. Because I know I am. To be able to go, go somewhere... And be able to reflect on what I was part of, what we all were part of, I, I, I think is absolutely a, a, a astonishing. It, it's, it, it's fantastic. All right. And Scott said, our group has all embraced the mission and have only one goal, to make this a stunning memorial and remember this event for as long as there is a Washington, D.C. And to educate future generations of the importance of Desert Storm. Now, some people, yeah, they don't think it was a very important war, but I do. I know a lot of you do, too. So, Scott, if somebody wants to get involved to help see this get through, get across the finish line, what's the, what's the best way for them to... Uh, get involved. All right, reach out on social media or through our website. All right, and to come out and join the parade in D.C. this Monday. I know I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it, too. And how was it decided to have such a huge desert storm presence in this year's Memorial Day Parade? All right, going to be several hundred desert storm marchers. So, yes, huge presence, folks. Some of us, like myself, unfortunately, got a ride in a car, but I'm there. All right, and 100% Jill's hard work and outreach and her promotion. And yes, yes, we're going to give Jill some props right now, people. 
Jill, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly, Jill. And if not, I do apologize. But Jill Etter, you have been busting your butt to make this parade uh, special. Not special. Well, yeah, special. Um, you're helping make memories for a bunch of us. Uh, old, fat. Well, not all of us are fat. I'm fat, but some of us are. Uh, veterans who otherwise would not have memories like this. So we thank you, Jill. And hopefully, hopefully I get to meet you and Scott uh, come Monday. Matter of fact, my family, we're, we're, we're making it an entire week vacation. Um, so I thank you for uh, reaching out to me and asking me to be in the parade. And uh, I think this is going to be fantastic. Not just for a few few hundred of us. I think for the entire entire Desert Storm community, this is going to be a fantastic day. And uh, Scott's adding on to what he had said here. All right. We first marched in 2012, and Key Legs, our director of planning design, Scott himself and seven other veterans, less than 10 of them. And one, uh, I got definitely, yeah, this story is fantastic. I'm glad uh, it's Kyle Legs. My, my, my bad, folks. Kyle Legs. Um, yep. And one Vietnam guy marched just to make the Desert Storm crowd. The Desert Storm group looked bigger. So to that one Vietnam guy, thank you. You will always have a place in our hearts, Mr. Vietnam guy. We appreciate that. So those of you who are not attending the parade, it's supposed to be televised nationally, live, Something tells me it's going to be on C-SPAN. I didn't I didn't have the time to check C-SPAN's uh, schedule today, but I do believe it's going to be on C-SPAN if you get C-SPAN. And if not, I will try to post it on my social media what other stations will be uh, hosting it live once, once Jill gets the uh, information. We'll get that out to you as well. And... Uh, Scott, what is the route that the parade's going to take this year? And how long is the route? And, oh, another way to uh, help folks is you can donate to the construction costs. 100% of your donation will go straight to paying for the construction of our memorial. You can go to the website and donate on the website, or you can mail in a check or money order pay, payable to the National Desert Storm War Memorial. And the address is posted there. I will also post it in the description on YouTube when I post this on YouTube later on tonight. 
and Scott said the route is going to go down Constitution Avenue. Same route that the Welcome Home Parade for us back on June 8th in 1991 proceeded down. And uh, no, speaking of parades, little trivia for you all. Desert Storm was one of only three wars that got a ticker tape parade in New York City. World War One, World War Two, and Desert Storm. And they tried to forget about us. Ain't that some shit, folks? They tried to forget about us. But they're not gonna. Not anymore. Not to, due to the efforts of Scott and Jill. They're helping keep Desert Storm on the map. I, the Desert Storm advocate, trying my best as well. And uh, speaking of that, any of you Desert Storm folks who got a letter from the DOD stating that you were exposed to sarin gas, contact me. Let me put it up. Put my email up there real quick. It's Tim underscore Hauser at veteransassurance.org. We are fighting for you on Capitol Hill, and we need your help. Need your stories. I got a couple of people who, who uh, got their letters ready that they got from the DOD. So give me a contact me. And uh, help me help you guys. And uh, And as we start winding down here for the night, Ah, thanks for all that you do, Tim. Ah, hey, Scott, it's an honor to do what I do. I little, little background took me 25 years to get my service connection through the VA for my illnesses. 25 years. Don't ask me how I lasted that long. But met my wife Marcy a couple a uh, couple years before that, and. Uh, she, she had given me some hope. And uh, the day I got my uh, letter saying that I got my service connection, we both looked at each other and she says, you're not stopping, are you? I said, nope, not going to stop. So I made a promise right there and then that I'm going to keep fighting for my brothers and sisters, regardless of what, if they, even if they didn't even fight in a war. They don't even need, you know, don't need to be a Desert Storm veteran or not. I'm going to fight for all veterans and their families. And uh, it's going good so far. We're getting some stuff done. But I, uh, you sarin gas exposed, folks, I need your help. So please contact me. Some of you have, but I need some more. Um, hey, Scott, I want to thank you for all that you're doing, too, because if it wasn't for your efforts with this memorial, something tells me our war would be forgotten. And it wouldn't be in any history books. Well, I kind of take that back uh, just a little bit. 
There is a teacher that I do not have the name of at Twinsburg High School in Twinsburg, Ohio. Chemistry teacher. That individual is teaching about toxic exposed veterans. And I just got to give some props out to that teacher. That teacher who's not a veteran is keeping us, keeping us, teaching us, not us, teaching our children about Desert Storm and Agent Orange and burn pits and oil well fires and the National Desert Storm Memorial to her students. Or his students. Because I, I don't know. I don't know if it's male or female. Doesn't matter. It's a teacher who's making sure Desert Storm does not disappear. And with the efforts of Scott Stump, I'm pretty sure we're not going to be forgotten anymore, folks. So, Scott, thank you for being on the show. I do apologize, people, about the technical um, difficulties. But this is information that we need to get out. This is feel-good information. This is good, positive, hey, I'm proud to be a Desert Storm veteran information. This is information that I hope the whole nation sees and can get behind and say, hey, it's about damn time this thing get built. So, Scott, you don't need to apologize for a technical uh, snafu. It happens. And we got through this, brother. We got through this. So to all my brothers and sisters out there, let me uh, end with this. Because some of you know about my brother, Dennis. And I will be saying this on every episode. So get used to it. If you feel like you're going to hurt yourself, or somebody else, please dial 988 on your cell phone or your home phone or actually probably your cell phone. Who has who has landlines anymore? If you're someplace and you don't have your phone, borrow somebody else's. Dial 988 and press 1. You will get a human being on the other end of that line. Guaranteed. Also, as of January 17th of this year, which was my birthday, See, I know Scott doesn't know this. Some of you do. Some of you don't. My brother Dennis, Vietnam and golf war, uh, Desert Storm veteran, decided to take his own life 22 years ago this past Christmas Eve. I have been advocating for programs to help decrease uh, veteran suicide for just as long as I've been fighting for my uh, uh, VA uh, service connection. So, as of January 17th of this year, and I think I had a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of part of this. If you are a veteran who feels like you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else, you don't need to dial 988. You can go to any medical facility in this country, regardless if you're in the VA system or not, and you will get free health care for 
uh, mental health, health care. Also started this year, at least one popped up just down the street from me. Vet centers. They're called vet centers. They are a VA facility. But you don't need an appointment. Your family can go as long as it's a military issue or a veteran issue that they need uh, uh, counseling with. You can just walk right on into a vet center. And there will be counselors there to help you with whatever you need. Now, remember, if your family goes, if your wife or kids decide they need need some counseling, it does have to be a veteran or military issue that they go in for to begin with. But veterans can go in for anything. And it's not like it's in the hospital setting, in a VA setting. It, it's like you're sitting in your living room talking to your best friend. So get on in there. Let's let, let's get rid of this stigma that mental health is bad. Because mental health is good. Counseling's good. I know. I get counseling. I'm not too proud to say I do. So let's do that. Brothers and sisters, let's do that. All right. So, Scott, once again, my brother, thank you so much. Thank you for uh, coming on, discussing the memorial with me, because I know a lot of us are definitely going to be proud today that 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 memorial is open to the public. So, uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. This will be posted on uh, YouTube later on tonight. So let your friends know if they didn't get any uh didn't get to watch it live that they can view it later on. And uh, we are also working on getting this put onto like Apple, Spotify, and other, other channels as well. And uh, Scott says, thank you, Tim. And thanks for your interest and support. And oh, no, Scott, thank you. Thank you, brother. This is, this memorial is going to be awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week.